Well, I mean, for the last two weeks, we have kind of subtly messaged David about getting Ellie Simmons on the podcast, and now it's a reality. Um, so, Ellie, welcome to welcome to the podcast in the BBC Test Match special box, may I just say. Um, so we have um, all the equipment here to use for that as well, which is which is so, so handy. Um, and a cracking view of the pitch. It's a bit different to uh, Sheffield, David, isn't it? He's captured me off the plane. I was in Sweden all week. And he's like, "Come on, we're going to do a podcast with Ellie." I was like, "Come on, Ellie, let's do it." Let's, he's, he's, we're looking haggard, but it's all good because it's only it's only sound, so we're we're all good with that. But yeah, cheers for coming on, Ellie. Absolute pleasure. Uh, I kind of see you as almost like the mother of the squad these days. Like you're, everyone gets on with you, and you're just like a a symbol of happiness and enthusiasm for everyone in the village in the Paralympics. I think it's about inspiring that next generation, not to be the next Olympians or Paralympians, but to go out there and achieve something. It's an honour to, to know you as a friend. Oh, that's lovely, Dave. Thank you too. A strong man, I know there that. There we go. That's what yeah. I was looking for. No, <laughs> <laughs> like, get a room, you two. It's like, this is unreal already. Oh, no, he's a taxi driver. <laughs> he's a taxi driver. Yeah, yeah. No, Was there someone else there? We didn't even The car was driving be. itself. I think we first met in Beijing 2008, all those years ago, and then Which London. Which I can't remember at all, but oh well. <laughs> and then we, we hang out. Hang? hanged out a lot in Rio in 2016 because our um, schedules were pretty much the same so we'd always have lunch at the the shack at the side I think that's the thing with the Paralympics (laughs) obviously I'm the only one in my category in table tennis Uh, so my schedule seems to be so ski whiff with um, with everyone else but our schedules synced quite well so yeah there was like Tim there was like this uh, offshoot dining hall away from the main uh because obviously we're we're quite yeah. reclusive, keep ourselves to ourselves, characters, and knuckle down and focus. But it During was quite a games. nice little, nice little dining hall off off from the main hall. Wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, having it was, lunch. It was lovely. It was all like, mm. like I remember the, the purple echo bowls and just like street food, like what you imagine Brazil food wise to be like. And it was there just a nice like for me during a heats and finals to go there at lunchtime and you would always be there sitting and I would always join you so we'd always catch up and how how we would do obviously I was congratulating her on all her medals <laughs> here's another one who has won multitudes of medals and here I am with absolutely nothing <laughs> no. so it's your job to, to like boost my confidence and tell oh. me, don't worry Dave it's alright <laughs> in my Birmingham accent yeah oh, I always wonder up about her her peaky blind I, I should have been yeah all right, I'm really <laughs> I would say you've got a posh voice yeah, too. <laughs> I think it's my, my broadcast voice. Broadcast voice initiated. There we go. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because um, in the last podcast we did talk about um, was it uh, Ellie? You were dancing on the tables in Rio. There was, I think, who was it? Uh, Jason, your former physio, mentioned uh, that as well. What, what was that about? Was that? I think um, so. For us, um, it's a four years. Well, you have we have world champs, we have Europeans in the year, but everything is all about the Paralympic Games. And um, from January time now till September, I won't be drinking. I'll be fully focused and in the focus mode. And I think as an athlete, you're it's all about the games. But then after it's done, you can celebrate what you've achieved and all that training. And then I think being in such a great team with Paralympics GB, it's, it's that one time where it's not just your own sport. You're in a multi-sporting environment and you're all together. And the last few nights of the games, when it's a closing ceremony, you're enjoying, you let your hair down and you be 
normal people and you enjoy a drink and you you dance you socialize and for me it's the chance to to be hang out with all the team and let my hair down and have fun and yeah knowing me um I like to dance and I like to go a bit crazy so there's always times where I just like to go a bit wild and yeah maybe dance on the tables if I have to well, we, we finished I think in Rio we finished a couple of days before the actual closing ceremony didn't we so yeah. I think it, was, it wasn't even the closing ceremony night it was the the night before that so in fact i think the close the day of the closing ceremony i was actually feeling a little bit worse for wear <laughs> yeah. in Rio because it was i know mean, i've mentioned it before but uh, we were discussing this on the way um how the greatest invention known to man is the picnic table because <laughs> we were at the same height like speaking we we're all chatting like i was on the bench you were on the tabletop and everyone else was on the floor so we were having a lovely little chat yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> but um but yeah i think i think again we were discussing how now as as we're into t- 2020 we're all like knuckling down we're all in focus mode we're all you know you have to find the right balance sometimes mm. and i think yeah, that could be tough and maybe the the scales are tipped a little bit um, towards the old, you know, sporting side, but I think you know, for your head, you've got to you've got to have a social life as well. And I think that's that's why people like Ellie are really cool in in the um, in the village. You just chat to because they get it. You know, you you're yeah. focused, you're in, you're understanding of that, but you also need to have a little bit of interaction with other people as well. Oh, hugely. Otherwise, you go crazy. Yeah, and I think we're normal people as well, aren't we? We're yeah, we've got a job to do at the games or in training, but outside we we're 25 you're just 10 30 (laughs) and you've got like it's just sport at the end of the day and I think sometimes you've got to realize it's you've got to love what you do but you've also got to have fun and enjoy it outside of the pool or the the table tennis court or whatever it's called what's your like uh yeah I guess table yeah because I the the other day I we voice message and I was like Oh, shuttlecock. I was like, oh, no, that's the wrong sport. That's the wrong sport. What is it? Is Ellie it loves a shuttlecock. She loves it. <laughs> <laughs> so we've already had the badminton on the, on the first podcast episode already. But uh, it's weird for you two, I guess, as well, because, like, although uh, David, as you said, you know, 30, coming up to that as well. So, uh, but you two, like, in Beijing, you two were so young in, in Beijing. So, like, you've kind of gone on the same kind of journey, like, in terms of your ages as well. And the experiences of that must be must be quite you know like good to actually just fill that and then also you know just compare notes as well yeah no I think um like we both started our first Paralympics were in Beijing 2008 all those years ago and I was 13 I think you were 18 and then so we were both young really for the for the team yeah I'm saying you're a you're the mother of the team you're still only 25 yeah. <laughs> I know but oh, I'm so, I feel so old sometimes um but and then London but I guess I guess aside from that swimming you you are you're uh you're getting uh, don't mind me don't hate me for saying it but you're getting on a bit for swimming oh right? I am I yeah. am there's me <laughs> table tennis 30, you know, I'm in my prime you know? so uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, swimming is actually a pretty young sport. Um, majority of the team now are all under their 18, 19, 20 years. So I'm pretty old now for, for a swimmer. But I think, yeah, like be both together, um, first games, Beijing and then London are big games. How old were you in London? 22. 20, I was 17. And then mm. to do it again in Rio and then both 
hopefully Tokyo will be our fourth game. So I think I think each games you see you get something different out of it. Beijing being our first games, like I remember just being like, oh wow, like China, this is huge. This is going away for a month, being with the team, like the first Paralympics is it's it's a memory that you're like, oh, because you don't know what it's going to be about. And then London being a home games, there was so much excitement with Paralympics, the Channel 4 adverts, thanks for the warm-up, and then it was us. We were, for me... Obviously, you were were the face of London, really. I remember getting... Because the holding camp for London was in Bath University. We we did a lot of training there the week prior to the Games and driving with the rest of the team on the on the bus to to london you come into london there's a massive billboard of your face just like oh hello there's our like now now business has got real but i guess that started in in uh beijing because because you were so young and because you did so well like obviously having a little bit more exposure and you, you were obviously a little bit more famous but after that yeah yeah um i was very lucky yeah like london there was um a lot of support going into the paralympics and and me being one of the faces with all the rest of the, some of the, the guys in the Paralympics GB team, which is amazing for the sport and amazing for the Paralympic movement, but it does add that extra pressure. Um, so pressure is definitely, it was hard to deal with London. Like, again, it was di- totally different from Beijing because I was leading into having that home pressure, the expectations of getting gold medals even before I'd even raced. And then Rio again being a whole different ball game too um so yeah it's but uh, london i'll say was one of my favorite games i think i just was it uh, was it quite surreal almost seeing your face on so many different you know billboards or posters or whatever and then you thinking you know it's up to me to not just deliver for uh paralympics but just you know the whole of the country are expecting me to actually perform and that that can you know maybe then inspire others to do well as well yeah i think i, I tried to look at like to be honest with you I didn't really feel the pressure well I did in some respect but a lot of the times I was so blinked blink I had my blinkers on and I was knew what job I had to do so actually a lot of the times I didn't realize how big like I tried to not look at these posters and I tried to like just stay in my zone with my support crew around me and just not really feel the pressure because I knew that I had to go out there and get that gold medal so I didn't really soak in how much expectations I had on my shoulders but it wasn't really until it was done and I touched and I think I finally got a gold medal that the relief and everything and all that pressure hit me then and it was the after moments I think that really was the hardest point because it wasn't happiness with like it was happy but it was all that pressure and the everything amounted on the shoulders after i'd got them the medal yeah. and that's when i felt it the most you're speaking about um eminem weren't we on the way yeah obviously to be fair i used to listen to that what was it lose yourself by yeah M&M, you know put, having a game face on but you know inside you're like you know on the surface you're calm and ready but in reality you know sometimes inside you can be really really feeling it so yeah. yeah, it's you almost train yourself to to feel or think in a particular way, don't you, as an athlete? So yeah, mm. and I think like you, you said, you deal with it very well. I'm gonna big you up there. Right? Oh, thank you, yeah. thank you. Yeah, mm. yeah. But you think, see, oh sorry. No, you carry you, on. You see me like calm and I'm like I'm confident, but actually, like when I'm behind the blocks, like 
you are so nervous like I like London in the call room I felt physically like I was gonna be sick I was shaking like you're thinking why are you putting yourself through this like all that adrenaline and all that emotion is inside you but then when you're actually standing behind that block or you're about to go and do what you do your adrenaline then gets you and you know this is what I've trained for this is I do all this work for this one moment it's time to to unleash and then that's when you're that's when the excitement kicks you and you're about to go and do your thing but the the lead up to it and the 20 minutes before your race is actually the most nerve-wracking horriblest feeling in the whole world i'd say we were discussing this with ollie like ollie hines the uh, the swimmer i guess i don't know if we're doing this back-to-back podcast swimmer swimmer (laughs) actually it's actually quite good that we've got you today because it's it's international women's day yeah as well we should have picked that up the start really but um but yeah Big up to all you women. Yeah, Big incredible. Fan of women. Lovely. <laughs> no, um, no, jokes aside, like obviously speaking to Ollie, he said he said the call area is is, is obviously a, such a kind of fiery place slash you've got to psych yourself up or you've got to calm mm. yourself down and, and yeah. stuff. And I think, like for me, I reckon I'm, I'm a very, I've got to pump myself up. Like when I'm very vocal when I play table tennis sometimes, especially when I'm like really feeling, I'm really in the zone and I'm playing really well. I'm very kind of uh outward in my my expressions and i guess when you're swimming do you, i don't know what, what do you do when you're swimming do you like do you just breathe or do you do you shout out when you're underwater or what? what's, no, what's going on i, I don't know because i don't know swimming at all yeah so yeah. normally for like when i'm doing one of my main events which is 400 meters freestyle it's eight lengths of the pool um, so for me, a lot of the times, because I panic, I'm going to miss the lengths. Mm. I'm always thinking like, oh, one well, length. you might do seven lengths. Yeah, yeah like that's one of my or, massive yeah. panics. So I'm always like trying to count how many lengths I've you got. You wake up in cold sweats like <laughs> yeah. at night. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's um, like me celebrating after <laughs> 10 points instead of 11. Just, but I think that when I'm really in the zone, I don't know what the score is. So maybe I'd, when you're just focusing on swimming, you oh, shit, how many? Yeah, like, how I, many, try not, um, I try not to, to think about yeah. the crowds. I'm just me doing my thing. I'm normally thinking about like my race plan what my coach gives me like where where am I supposed to be in this, like am I supposed to be going for it am I supposed to be pacing it out I just try and think and I'm just so in the zone with what I'm thinking of doing I'm not I'm not thinking about all the other environments around me or the people like normally I'm thinking about like like in London I was like gosh Al like you've got this last 50 this Americans in front of you got a give it everything you've got and you've got to feel that that pain and that so a lot of times that's I'm thinking about that or but majority of the time it's just counting my lengths which it sounds really boring I was about but, to say, that sounds so simplistic <laughs> yeah like, it's not really you're in, you're in a gold medal race how oh, I'm actually going to count the length that's <laughs> all I've got to do in this and that's, I that's, so that's, panic and that gets me a gold medal yeah it sounds pretty easy but it's actually hard work but yeah um it's yeah I also in training a lot of times I find like when I'm swimming it's quite a de-stressor like I don't know about you when you play sport or if you're doing work like when you're I think the gym for me especially like, de-stress you endorphinate yourself you yeah know, you get, that's even a word but it's just, like it's a drug yeah. isn't it like when a swim goes well or when you've done a good lift or a good exercise and, and you, you f- might feel like not not motivated know, in, in the morning you might feel dreadful like mm. some days you, and then afterwards you feel great you know? oh you feel amazing for doing it and and it, it's you get such a a good feeling when it goes really well and i think that's what i'm addicted to i'm addicted to putting myself through that red limit and putting myself through a hard session or a hard race and going through that red zone and it 
dying but when you touch and you see it's a good time or if it's a good position really pushing your, your yeah limits, you get like a massive massive high from it and you feel like you could conquer the world Do you know I'm, I'm addicted to that feeling but i think mm. it's the feeling of improving the feeling of getting stronger the feeling of getting better and i think yeah you know it's tough and it might cause you i don't know discomfort or pain in the short term but you know in the long term you just you just feel great yeah and i think what also like motivates me as well is um like being on the team like i'm thinking like i love talking about like past games like when we were talking about going on the nights out or Mm. the social aspect like that's what motivates me too because i'm like i want to go to tokyo and do all of that like not just about the swimming or the the medals or anything like that it's being together as a team the lead up the going the the kit days, the launch yeah. parties, the, the closing ceremonies, being in the food hall, the athletes' village, and all that excitement. I think, for me, that's another thing that motivates me. You know, you're talking about being on the team, that you, I'm guessing in Beijing, would have spoken to people who would have been like on the GB team or who would have had to be on the GB team for about you know ten to fifteen years, and you're getting the experience from them, yeah. and now you've got younger athletes coming up to you and saying, "Oh, what's it like? What was it like in you know in Beijing and London, and how you know how how does the dynamic of an Olympics and Paralympics work?" Yeah, I think for me, like we in the British Paraswimming team, we try and have like athlete get-togethers, and I'm very lucky. I'm an athlete rep on the British swimming team, so I try and like tell the younger guys what what the expectation is of the village or what the expectation is of a Paralympics because it is totally different to a world championships or a European championship. So giving them that insight before they actually go so they're they're fully prepared. And I think we're very lucky with Paralympics GB. We're one of the best prepared Paralympics teams going into a games. We have I've already picked up Penny, but you can yeah, yeah. But we have a great support group around us. And I think preparing the youngsters um on what it's gonna be like is a huge, huge winner for us and I think I remember when I was younger on on the team like I would always look to like my friends like Liz Johnson or Nairi Lewis or Sasha and they would give me advice on what it was going to be like going into a games and then so in Beijing I I, I had a half inclination of what it was going to be like but it's still it's still new and it's still bigger than what you expect but just having them to look up to and to to have a bit of them as a safety blanket really because it is totally different to to a games um to a, a normal championships yeah definitely so looking forward to this one mm. this year obviously yeah uh Obviously, you you need to do your times, and, and, yeah. and I will come and support you in Sheffield actually, because it's in Sheffield. Oh isn't yeah, it, it is. So in that, six cool. weeks. Quite looking forward to that. You might not be. You might be a little bit more apprehensive about it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might be. Yeah, I don't want to swear, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, myself. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that'll be cool. But in you know, obviously Tokyo. Yeah, how 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 are you feeling? Yeah, I'm really excited. I think it's it for me and you. It's going to be hopefully with everything all going well our fourth games um yeah, she which keeps, ellie keeps telling me what it feels like to win a medal and i'm like oh here we go prepping me yeah, yeah. but this this is your time to <laughs> shine dave in. this is your yeah. shine, time to shine yeah. um but i think i'm really just ex- for me at the moment like i remember i was a kid and watching athens 2004 sitting on the sofa and watching that games inspired me to want to go to a paralympics and get a gold and to think hopefully now this will be my fourth games i would have never thought of 
going to a fourth one in my wildest dreams and to come away with the medals that I have like whatever I get at this games is a bonus and I think going into Tokyo I just really want to soak in everything and hopefully go to the opening ceremony and closing ceremony and just enjoy and have fun have you been to them before I've never, no, no, I've I've never, never been to opening but I really want to go to this one it's funny because you see on TV all the athletes from GB there and who actually goes because <laughs> everyone ever spoke speak to like no we didn't go yeah. because we're always competing the next day but yeah. yeah so hopefully I really want to try and make this one um, even if you're competing the next day well uh, luckily enough i might i don't think you know i'm you. racing until day four yeah so yeah. hopefully but normally at british paris swimming we have to make a team decision but hopefully uh, to go and i think this games i just want to enjoy meet meet like socialize have fun mm. and just take it all in you know sometimes maybe sit and just realize like we're at a paralympics we're at Something there's some that's cool, huge. There's some cool athletes there that you yeah, can really just, appreciate, you know? Yeah, chat and socialise too. But do That's do, what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> do, do your thing too. Yeah, team morale. It's, yeah. it's massive. Mm. I was about to say, like, the culture of, you know, like I, I guess, like, the culture of London, we all kind of know what to expect. But, like, the culture in Beijing and then the culture in Rio, was Rio, like, the stereotypical kind of carnival atmosphere? Was Beijing, you know, you like getting a thousand drummers all in beat at one time you know they're not yeah. getting a, like a foot wrong was that the kind of vibe that you got from kind of outside the games as well yeah Rio like I tried to like for me I was in a bit of a dark like mentally dark place in Rio um so I wasn't didn't take it much in due to the situations of the some of the staffing team at, at the games for us and the team on British women's side so I tried to like Rio was really much of a blur, so I didn't really take in much of the carnival or the vibes, but I think each country does do their spin on it, and I think I quite like that, because Beijing, it was big, it was bold, like the water cube was an incredible venue, one of my favourite pools, the the colours, the village was huge, London, it was all about home games, English, uh, British, English spin, I can't, um, British spin, um, Rio was all like, colourful wasn't it yeah. bold bright um, so I think Tokyo I think they're going to put their own spin on the games and I'm looking forward to seeing what, what they do with that what about Birmingham 2022? Yeah, yeah, that's going to be exciting. <laughs> I'm actually really lucky. I'm on the 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 board for that. Mm. So um, it's nice to see a different side to a Games because... Can you get Paralympic? Can you get me a qualification spot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wangle, wangle, wangle you in. Yeah. Wangle you in. I think when you say wangle... <laughs> <laughs> Is that even a word? Yeah, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think he's, it's, he's not. He's not. He really isn't. <laughs> so this is the kind of uh, humour that, that we have. It, you know, you've got to have a bit of lightheartedness sometimes because it's serious, serious, serious all the time. And yeah, you, you you've got to have fun. Discombobulate, too. but yeah. I should. I should actually maybe play. I'm, I'm probably not. I probably shouldn't, but maybe I should play some of the WhatsApp messages that me and like Will Bailey <laughs> play um, to me. Play, play to Ellie because we we back and forth like motivation, but in yeah. a really, really ridiculous way sometimes. So uh, and I maybe, normally... I should, maybe I'll maybe I'll set I'll. I'll send you some, Tim, and see if you can put a snippet in, but I don't know if it's appropriate. Yeah, oh, yeah, gosh. And I normally send you a text at, like, 5 a.m. in the morning. I, I always say, hope. We, we heard a few like... of them in the last episode. You know, we heard, you know, it was, it was you know, cracking. <laughs> there were some beauties right there. What are you saying? Yeah, this, this, this is the thing. You're up at, what, 5 a.m., and I'm still asleep. Like, <laughs> don't go waking me up. I know, I do, sometimes. Like, that's my most productive yeah. time when I've got my coffee in the morning, I'm on mm. the tube, and I 
try and text all the people that I want to talk to. So I'm normally like, oh gosh, like texting you and friends at like 5 a.m. in the morning. Routine, I know isn't it? it is it's difficult, it is. but you've got to make sacrifices. Oh, like you we do. Were saying on the way, like, yeah, it you, can be can be tough sometimes. Yeah, it can be like. Like we were saying, in terms of life, think, yeah, yeah, you've got to like, you've got to give your life to your sport, and it's it's hard, like especially Paralympics. You, you try and do that balance, but it's a Paralympics. It only happens every once every four years, and depending on when we decide to retire, like you've got to view it as your last one, and you never know where the sport may lead or where you may lead. Yeah. And I think Go when it, yeah, when it comes to January twenty twenty, it's all about being focused making sacrifices and it's hard because like i like we were saying like swimming it's it's not got the best social times i'm trying to try and be in bed by nine asleep by half nine i'm awake at half four like it's it's hard to to have a balanced life when you're you're giving your life to your sport have you we were saying have you thought too much about post 2020 or um like it changes a lot of times like sometimes you've got some cool things going on at the moment, haven't you? With yeah the, with the old uh what was the thing with uh, Richard Branson the other day? I'm going oh, off topic yeah, here. So, that um, was cool. I'm part of... Um, and especially on Women's Day, International Women's Day, yeah. you are a, a flagship kind of... Oh, thank you. ...empowering woman, and it's an honour to, to know you as a friend. Oh, mm. that's lovely, Dave. Thank you, too. A strong man, I know There that. we go. That's what yeah. I was looking for. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, get a room, you two. It's like, this is unreal already. Oh, <laughs> so on about the Richard Branson stuff, I saw in your Instagram... Uh, the other week actually that you know you you're part of that so how was that and i guess you know for you as well like empowering you know other women to get into sport that must be so big and on, on something like that uh, yeah i think it's really lucky what what we can do with just being an athlete we can use our voice to to help others and do do other things away from the sport and i think i'm trying to use that voice to help girls to help women to help people of all shapes and sizes to know that they are okay they are like no matter what your body shape is you're you're strong and you can do anything if you put your mind to it and I think it's about inspiring that next generation not to be the next Olympians or Paralympians but to go out there and achieve something and not I think social media can it's an amazing platform but it also can be quite um you see these ideal women um putting the bodies of the bikinis or like earning like great social media or earning an income by what you look like and I think a lot of kids these days they that's what they inspire to to be like and to do and I think it's not like that like that's one percent of the population like you're gonna have days where you look at yourself and you think oh I don't look good today but it's it's fine like we're all women we're all men we're human like we're not robots we're not the same and it's it's okay not to be the same I think the key thing that you said to me was, you know, people, you know, say so people look at you and they, you, you get judged by what you look like sometimes. It's probably, yeah. probably normal, let's be honest. Um, but it's accepting that and, you know, you, yeah. you're very accepting of who you are and, and it's made you who you are. And, and the same, same as like, you know, any physical description of someone you'll look, it doesn't necessarily mean disability or anything, but looking at like, like my teammate Billy, for example, this is just off the top of my head. He's got ginger hair. He's defined by he's got ginger hair just because he's got ginger hair. You know, yeah. he he does, but you can't get away from that. You've got a. I think the thing you said to me was which rang true was like when you're accepting of who you are, other people will be too. Like it yeah, really, totally. really is. Um, you know, something which 
like I've said to I said to Kristen and Jack previously, I struggled with that when I was younger, definitely. Um, but you, you kind of you kind of uh, maybe help me in, in a sense. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I think yeah, it's about being okay with you. You know, you only got one life, so you've got to live it. And I think if you know you bring out that confidence, people will be accepting of that. And they they can like you walk in a room and you smile to someone, they smile back and it lifts a room. So you've got to do these little things. I think I think a lot of it is about kind of perception from from my view, from like a media point of view. I look at kind of the instruments of how you know people on a wider scale can then perceive the Paralympics. I think London was quite big in being quite a catalyst for breaking down those barriers yeah. for that. And I think like something like the Last Leg, for example, oh, as well. Have you have you ever done anything with that? Because yeah, that's like we, we so, as, so so as, good as a team. And I think that's the likes of like the media and what Channel Four have done for the Paralympics is the fact that that was just for London. And now it's it's on mainstream TV each Not week. just for sport. Or yeah, and they're talking it, yeah. about politics, they're talking about media, they're talking about everything. And I think things like that is it's amazing. And it's put in, in people's minds all the time that there is disabilities out there. And I think mm. it's not just people are accepting disabilities, not just in sport, but in workplace, in everyday life. And I think it's changing the world for the better there's still a tremendous what a, a, a tremendous lot more things that we can do and but i think now we're talking a lot about equality and um, gender rights and um, accepting people for what sexuality they are and i think we're in a society now that's that's changing and i think it's amazing what direction it's changing in you eloquent woman <laughs> yeah oh brilliant stuff brilliant no I'm, I'm i'm trying to lower the tone a little bit sorry um, no it's cool i think on so i picked i picked ellie up from from hers today to travel to the oval which we didn't have a clue where we were going never been here before um and we were talking a little bit about how you know how how you do get recognized sometimes like well quite a lot obviously you were very successful and um but it's quite cool when you you don't get recognised because because yeah, so you nice. like you say you've got a you've got a bit of a a blank page to rewrite your script of who you are and stuff and you you quite you find that quite I, kind I of that. yeah I like I think um, it's so nice because sometimes like I walk into a room and people are like oh that's Ellie Simmons the swimmer mm. and they like they just want to talk to me about swimming and it's like it's so nice to go to a place where actually like they don't know you and they like they you go to a place and like the other day i was at um, a, a party like and drinking lemonade yeah lemonade <laughs> non alcohol um and this lady was like she didn't know who i was and which was really nice and then she was like oh like what school do you go to i was like oh i'm 25 like i left school a whole <laughs> many years ago and she was yeah. like, oh, so what do you do i was like oh i'm just a swimmer and i think it's so nice because like she did not know and i love that do you mm. know what i mean and i think it's so nice that actually like 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 you start blank and people know you for who you want to like who you are and I, that's yeah. what i did after rio like i would just i was in quite a, like mentally t dark place in, during rio and afterwards and i realized that i just needed to take myself away so i went traveling for the year and it was so nice to just find myself and find who i am and realize that i'm not just a swimmer there's so much more out there of me and 
and outside in life really yeah. like that's why i love talking to you ellie <laughs> you got some cool stories yeah yeah and i'm always jealous as well because you get to oh. do some cool things <laughs> madagascar last year was one of them oh. yeah oh that was amazing like yeah. just i love like the sea and animals now and just swimming and, and you're you're vegan now vegetarian vegetarian vegan. Yeah. yeah yeah definitely i'm i love it like yeah. i think it's like very into yeah trying to change the world for the better because i remember watching the documentary on netflix is it game changes I think. oh yeah, yeah. I really like and that. looking at like the health benefits of vegan and vegetarianism and i think because like one of the magazines that we work on for work actually is uh, gridiron it's mm. the american football magazine and they had somebody uh i think it's somebody's wife um from one of the like the tennessee titans on on the team and she cooked the team i think for about a year for a season uh the literally just vegan meals and they got to the playoffs for the, for the first time in 15 years i mean how does veganism affect kind of your performance does it actually improve your times in in, in the um, pool well i think it's I, I can't really like i've it's only been not even a year yet so i can't really compare but i think it's more the if you lose in Tokyo, we know the reason. Yeah. No, I'm joking. Yeah, I'm yeah. Um, <laughs> no, <you. laughs> yeah. Hopefully not, but yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just feel I a think, bit cleaner, don't you? Yeah, I, I just feel mm. like it was my choice and I just decided to do it. And I love it. Like, I love cooking and I love the fact trying out new recipes, trying new curries. And I think it was the change just to, if I can do that one change and that one swap to, to try and help the environment and help all that, then that's in my control and I'm trying to do that and I think like it's not just for I didn't change for sport I changed for my choice and but I feel so much better for it and I feel cleaner like we say like I don't but it's it's hard to compare like um what I was when I meet to what I do now talking about you know getting other women into sport i mean you must have had so many messages um when you won gold medals for the first time especially i guess in beijing at such a young age what were some of the best messages that you had or can you like remember like Um, the the funniest ones funniest oh gosh like it's funny actually during like a game probably ones from me to be honest yeah yeah voice (laughs) messages that i get from you and will Um, this is where we we feed one in right right now i'll introduce myself (laughs) boom this is me david weatherall sending some nonsense to ellie's siblings (laughs) um but i i try like during um, a games actually i i change my phone so i have a like an old phone and I changed like to a specific contact so I can only contact the only people that can contact me are people that I need to contact and I, I stay away and from David's not one of them I say <laughs> David is well, down, down the I can imagine like a Michael McIntyre sensible and David was on the other end of the messenger you wouldn't believe that he's actually on sensible it's just the natural like message anyway <laughs> no comment <laughs> yeah, he's, he's in he's at yeah i'm there the game, she can't get so rid of me she's, can, she's got his, no choice i've got his voice all the time if i need it um but yeah i try and stick away from social media and um, just because you gotta be selfish you? yeah you really you, gotta be selfish like um because um, you never know yeah. like if you see any bad messages it could really like mentally like get you yeah. down and you can't afford to have that so and on I'd, the flip side i know that she could be you could be like um Piss off, Dave. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, fair enough. Not a problem. I, yeah. I'm understanding of that. Like, yeah. I think as teammates, yeah. we all understand. Like, we sometimes all need our own yeah. headspace, don't we? Um, but I think it's lovely. Like, 
the support messages that you get afterward games when you go back on your phone and you get bombarded by just people reaching out and just saying probably like, takes me about half an hour probably <laughs> takes ellie about six days but no. <laughs> <laughs> um, or even longer yeah. it's yeah no it's just nice to know that like you can inspire that one person just not even to get into sport but into to to do what they want to do i really I, re- nice. I really want to get into like with you two how you two met for the first time and how this kind of relationship has blossomed i say relationship you know <laughs> well, i mean that could happen you never know the future hey. you know anything's you know <laughs> um but like how it's you know blossomed over time and you know like what what do you see making of each other now do you like oh no david's messaging me again i'm terrible at getting back to people like really really bad because we're always so busy we're always, mm. and even when you're not busy you're just knackered yeah. I think that's the nature of being an athlete like you know you, you get home from training and you half the time I just, I just fall asleep so I'm yeah. really bad at getting back to people so like like I say you, you message me at 5am it might be two days before I get back to you and same like vice versa yeah. you get that but um, yeah obviously we were, we were really young we were riding the wave I was it's a bit of a blur beijing for yeah. me I can't actually remember how we met but um, no I can't actually like, I, think, I think it was truly actually and um like London on the um the on the parades. Floats. Yeah. Yeah. And also the kitting out. The That's kit- quite oh no, not the kitting out. There's like a there's like a launch There's like a launch party Birmingham thing, isn't there? Yeah. It was in Birmingham. Yeah. For, was it London? Ba- was that Beijing? Beijing? That was, was oh, blimey, that was Beijing. Yeah, I remember. So my memory's better well. than I thought it was. Yeah. Um and you do you just chat to each other, like like you meet you just isn't this nice because it's different sports and I don't know we just got talking didn't probably we probably Rio was quite the pivotal big one because, because we, we, our, our schedules were quite synced yeah so we just sat yeah. um, and just talked um, yeah. Um, but yeah I can't cool. really remember the first time I actually it was just in yeah. passing really wasn't it yeah and then but I that's the same for a lot of people in Paralympics TV yeah. like there's, there's faces that I know that I don't probably you know the, the fact is that when you're competing and you're there, you don't get to watch too much of it, really. No. You, you obviously snippets and that. And obviously, if I was back home watching it as 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 like my family watch it, I'd probably know a lot more of the Paralympians, even though I'm there in the thick of things. Yeah, because like, you're in yeah. your own little zone. Yeah. And the only time I think you know when people do well is like um, in the the village. We in our like a flat block, we have like a place, don't we? Where like people get gold silver yeah, bronze yeah. and like updates on the day of like what people have achieved and i think that's the only thing you see of other sports um, and obviously we're getting on a bit now so we've been we've been around the block a little <laughs> so a we little know bit. most so, people <laughs> yeah but it's cool that's cool it'd be cool to like yeah um, i think like the different squads obviously probably know someone in every squad if even if it's just one person like and then obviously you know that that feeds into the new the new batch of youngsters i guess coming yeah. through like it's cool, um, but I'm, I'm I'm fingers crossed per, on a personal bias kind of table tennis um, centric point of view. Like I'd, I'd be good if you guys are always quite friendly. Yeah, we've, we've you're a friendly group. Like um, we all hung out, didn't we? After the games, that yeah, your teammates. And, swimmers are always very friendly as well. I'll yeah. pick you up. I remember <laughs> in um, Beijing, it was like the first wave of like like Kate's working for BBC now isn't yeah, she yeah Kate Gray Kate is amazing and Claire Cashmore and Liz and, and Liz yeah Ma- Suze and Charlotte Rachel, like Rachel Latham yeah, yeah. we all hung out H- hung out is that a word hung hung, hung is a word H- hung out hung, <laughs> we, we all hung out we all hung. hung out hung out we all hung out sorry I'm being rude again <laughs> yeah. I was about to say here's me being like the, 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 the journalistics are hung out is that even a word no 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 no, no, no. it's not no no no, no. no, no. Grammar police would be out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, 
it's it's cool but obviously yeah i was saying um we've got a few more youngsters in table tennis who are coming through now which is, is going to be really cool because yes. they're keeping me young and and it's it's quite I, i'm clinging on to my so youth do you, do you think you'll go to another games after um tokyo uh, i don't know you can't plan too much in yeah in um too much in sport can you so i don't know you see you go with flow i'd like to do something other than just table tennis in the next four years, well, got I said chemist. that last. I said that last um, time. Yeah. Chemist, chemist. you got a far, um, chemistry degree. Yeah, chemistry degree. So knows it all. Yeah. Um, so who's interviewing who? <laughs> what's the um, <laughs> some questions? So what um, table tennis? What's your average age like? Uh, is it young? Is well, it this old? is the thing. Like, obviously, it it changes on location, and uh, obviously it, the, the, the Asians like start really young, and they mm. burn out. By the time like thirty uh, is ridiculously old, whereas oh. for a European maybe there's some really good Europeans who are well into their thirties. And talking able body terms as well, but I think that's the the dynamic of Paralympic table tennis as well, where you can maybe compete to a an older age because yeah. obviously you've got limitations anyway. You've yeah. got mobility issues, so they're not really as, like kind of exasperated a little bit more because as you get older, you you, you lose that sharpness, you lose that that um quickness and mobility but when you don't have it anyway in the first place it's not so much of an yeah. issue you know so um so who's um like if you said like who's the ones to watch then so i'm still re- i'm still really young for my yeah. class really Ooh, young i think i was 30 well 30. not really young but i'm, but. Trying, I'm trying to convince <laughs> myself here yeah you're a kid yeah um no I, I was the youngest but one in in rio yeah. So that was quite encouraging. Um, and in terms of the better, the better, the good. Oh, I don't want to label players or whether they're good or, or bad, but the the ones um, who have on paper been competing and challenging for the medals the last few years. I'm I'm the youngest, so yeah. Okay. Who knows? You can't really. Yeah. What about you? You. Yeah. Um, so this is where I t- is turn like, the tables. Yeah. So I think as is normally like the top guys coming through are like seventeen. Um, 18, 19, 20 that's the yeah. the typical age I would say for swimming that's when like 17 was when I was at my best do you um, get like an idea of like especially with the with like the younger athletes coming through you know this athlete's going to make it this athlete's going to make it um, do you get an idea quite quickly about that yeah you do like we're lucky with swimming you'll them. fend them off aren't you yeah, oh yeah gosh they're all, they're, yeah they do well, um, like we've got an amazing athlete like Ellie Robinson she was the breakout star in Rio um, in my category and now we've got Maisie Summers-Newton who's going to be one a huge one to watch in um, the summer as well as Alice Ty. Um they're all very young women um, and they're incredible athletes so um, yeah I forgot what the question was, but I'm just rambling yeah. on. Big up the women. That's yeah, what we do. We and the men on. too. We've got y- some yeah. really good men coming up through, like Jordan to rain. and Reese. Started to rain. rain. Like, it's Very supposed grim. to be spring. Mm. Welcome to the over. Welcome <laughs> to, uh, you know, no cricket during indoors, the winter. Indoors. Yeah, it's a, it's a great commentary box, to be fair. It's probably the best location we've done a podcast so far. Not to, you know, disarson Sheffield, but... Um, it, it's good that we're indoor sports, actually, isn't it? Oh, it's, like, it's an absolute so, blessing, yeah, especially in the winter. Yeah, mm. we don't have to, like, go through cold. Like, I love, like, when the summer hits, because then it's longer days. Like, I wake up and it's still sunny, but the fact that we don't have to take the environment into consideration is actually really nice. Definitely, definitely. And obviously... Now it's raining. We, we were discussing it with Ollie how, how different pools swim differently, but obviously, you know... What, what did he say his favourite pool was? Uh, or what I can't did actually he, remember. Really? 
Rio, did he like? I wasn't me? really listening. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. You were just talking. I'm joking, Ollie. If you're listening, no, I'm <laughs> um, no just the different like some are faster, some are slower. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like people not, always ask yeah. me that. I'm like, I don't know. I just like a certain pool. Like I love Sheffield pool. Mm. I'm so happy our trials are there for the Paralympics because it's such. I yeah. it's I've got like that's where I broke my first world record in that pool in 2007, um, 2008, and it's got fond memories there. So I'm. Like that's a fast pool and the bird's nest and um, bird's nest and um, that was the athletic track. Uh, water cube in Beijing is one of my favourite pools. I was too. about to say, especially with you know Birmingham twenty twenty two coming up. I, mean, I guess you know being like a Birmingham lass as well. You know, there must be quite surreal, kind of you know s- thinking that that's kind of on the horizon. But then you know, like with Ponds Forge as well, because you know like a pool quite well that you could easily you get in your comfort yeah. zone, don't you? Um, I think it's nice as well, like, with Birmingham, they're building, like, a new pool, and for me being now, I'm from Birmingham, um, my family live there, and that's me, and now seeing, being part of that from a different point of view, um, not as an athlete, as a, being on the organising committee, seeing it the different size, so seeing from, like, we've still got few years to go till to that the Birmingham 2022 games and it's so nice seeing the lead up to it and all the planning that goes actually behind it because we we just rock up and go and do our thing we're actually like there's a big huge deal that goes into it even like now and it's ages away and I've just I've literally just remembered so I'm going off topic I've literally just remembered yeah uh a time where we we uh we had we had a good bond it was uh the London was it no? It was probably the Rio parade actually. So we always we already, so, we already um, know the parade around the Manchester. Manchester that? Yeah, that oh, was class. That was so much. Because obviously we knew each other well, but I think that's where we really had a good night that night. It was, yeah, it was such a good we went post out. games where all the pressure's gone and you can yeah. literally just take stock and. Oh, it's so nice, yeah. isn't it? We got a taxi with Will, um, <laughs> Will Bailey, <laughs> you, me, and some random guy. I can't. Was he a member of the public? Oh no, he's a taxi driver. <laughs> <laughs> he's a taxi driver yeah, yeah, yeah. was there someone else there we didn't even the car was driving been, itself I, met, yeah. I must have been with do you remember that no I don't you it's were not, what, definitely what? pissed then <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no I'm joking oh, I probably we, was we can cut this out <laughs> no um what was we went we went to this bar which was pretty much just Olympians oh, was that, Paralympians I was Bethany, remember? Uh, Bethany Fairf I think I yeah, was yeah 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 that was that was good. And, yeah, it was uh, a really good. Night. Alistair and Jonathan Brownlee behind the bar serving everyone drinks. Yeah, it was such that? a good night. That was good. I was about to say that that's a great picture that Alistair and Jonathan Brownlee serving drinks behind the bar. You can imagine like the the scene inside the bar where you're getting every single athlete doing like a different thing. You know, some of them are being waiters and waitresses. Some of them are, <laughs> you know, serving drinks. Some of them are, you know, dancing on the table like you were. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, um, I think it's just everyone's just finally they've done what they've been training for. They've put their life, and then then it's over. And I think as athletes you can just relax and enjoy yourself and you're not thinking about anything because your job is done and I think it's so nice when we're all together not just Paralympians but the Olympians after with the the ceremony we had like parade in London and millions of people came and supported us and then being all together and being able to celebrate what Team GB and Paralympics GB have achieved it's so nice but we've got to do business first it's back to business 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 time and then party and then enjoy Amen. Yeah. Amen, sister. But yeah. But um, I don't know what. Hang on, Tim's motion. He does this thing where he 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 motions to have the the mics. He wants to say something really poignant and stimulating and profound. So take it away, Tim. 
Well, this is the problem. We've only got two mics. Like, we have two mics for a podcast, which needs more than two people. I mean, we could do it by ourselves, but having somebody like Ellie here obviously makes it a lot better and a lot more interesting and actually makes people tune into it. You know, David, you've got Paul, but, you know, whether that's enough, Paul, I'm not too sure. Um, but I was about to say, just, for, just finishing off, um, yeah. like you mentioned about, you know, like uh, whether what, what you do like in the future as well. Would you two ever consider like training for like another sport and trying to like get medals in another? Probably uh, not. No. Um. I know a lot of my other teammates. Claire Cashmore's rocking it in the triathlon world. She's Henshaw. actually yeah. Henshaw. We're gonna do Henshaw. Shall might I? actually have a chat with Henshaw. Yeah, she's at some amazing. Point, yeah. Um. She's achieving really well in the para canoe. Um. I, but for me, I think swimming is my thing, and it's. I think after mm. when when my time comes, I'll leave leave that and probably focus on something away from sport but i know some of my teammates and sarah story she used to be a swimmer um but for me nah no sport but i know a lot of athletes a lot of paralympians as well like if you're good at one sport you've got the well the fitness for one thing and the proficiency and obviously i do a skill sport so hand-eye coordination your ego as well likes to think i like to think that like I'm big into fitness, and I was a good swimmer. I, I'm, Ooh, you know, I'm, you could change. Yeah, you, I did this tell is another you thing. to this is another thing get your paddling pool um, <laughs> and your speedos out and come and join me in the pool. There's Wishful a... thinking. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what goes on inside your head, Al. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> After Tokyo, I did say that you no, were, I know. Pencil well, jumps. have a swimming lesson. I could do a pencil jump. Um, yeah, you... pencil jump, they'll, they'll get ten, <laughs> 10 out of 10. Yeah, we were joking that I should take up swimming because I did actually used to be quite good at swimming, but we I think that's the point. Then, couldn't we? Yeah. You just give me a few it's techniques on how to hit a ping pong ball, shuttlecock, yeah, <laughs> on a on a table. And no, I think um, yeah, it's fun to think about. But I, I, uh, I don't know. I like to think that I I could, but that, that that's very disrespectful to some sports as well because I know that you know I don't want to like I'm big into table tennis. The reason I don't do another sport is because I love table tennis. Like I'm so passionate mm, about table tennis. So I, even if I was good at something else. I would not have the motivation or desire to train day in, day out to get world class at it because I probably wouldn't be as passionate as I am about table tennis. Like I love table tennis. I still love training. Like I love trying to get better. And, you know, it's not always about winning medals. For me, anyway, I'm not motivated by winning a medal. And that sounds like someone who's never won a medal because he's making excuses, <laughs> but not really. Like I just really, um, obviously, it's a dream to win a medal, but I'm motivated by getting better at table tennis and i love table tennis so i don't think i could do another sport personally yeah. um even if i was really good at it yeah does that make yeah, sense yeah no totally and i think I, yeah mm. it's the same with me you've not the words out of my, my mouth yeah i think when you when you when you know your sport and you love what you do i think yeah. you give you like it's it's just what you do isn't it